Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all new and mightier 1090 AM. Good afternoon on a beautiful Wednesday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mighty Air 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I am joined, as always, by producer Jihei Wiley. Jihei, how are you? You know, normally I am very chipper, especially midweek, but it's a sad day, Arash. It's a sad, sad day. It's a sad day for a variety of reasons, Jihei. I mean, I was flying back from Las Vegas and, uh, you know, the first thing that I uh, saw was the passing of John Madden and, you know, growing up as a football fan, I mean, John Madden really was the soundtrack for the National Football League. I mean, growing up as a Cowboys fan in the 90s, every significant game, John Madden, Pat Summerall were on the call. And you knew that it was a big game when you saw John Madden and Pat Summerall. Remember watching them on CBS and then, of course, they transitioned into Fox. And it was incredible, Jihei, because I got together with my family on Christmas Day. And my dad is obviously a big football fan. So, I mean, he he remembers John. Um, but my mom, you know, is not a big football fan. And, you know, when, when that documentary was done on uh, Sunday, I mean, she had this connection with John Madden. And so she was sad to hear about the passing of the Hall of Fame coach, broadcaster, and really – when you talk about how many kids knew of John Madden, it's because of the video game. I mean, so many kids grew up with that game. I mean, GA, as a football fan yourself, a, a Giants fan, again, the, you know, the number of significant games that John Madden called, uh, again, it, it, he really was the soundtrack of the National Football League. Yeah, I mean, when you look back, when you look back on it now, I mean, we obviously were not of age to watch him play and to uh, see him coach, but just growing up with that voice was just, you know, it's he's going to be so incredibly missed, incredibly missed. I mean, he is football, right? I mean, it goes Lombardi and then John, John Madden in, in my book. So I'm, I'm just, it's just a sad day because kids are never going to grow up with that kind of entertaining. I mean, maybe the closest person they have right now is Tony Romo when it comes to um, being such an entertaining figure in football and being a voice of football. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just super bummed. I, I get it. He's 85. He lived a long life and that's great, but you know, it, it, there's going to be generations that aren't going to be privy to this man and how wonderful he was. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's a sad day. It's a sad day for football. Oh yeah, um, I had the privilege and honor, and I and I knew it was a privilege and honor at the time of going going up to Pleasanton, California, up in Northern California, to watch a football game with John Madden. This was many many years ago. Obviously, at that point in time, he had already retired from broadcasting. And one of the questions that I was really curious about when I uh, sat down with him was how did he record the commentary for his game? Because I was always amazed that no matter what the situation was, John Madden had recorded commentary for the game, you know, whether it was fourth and in 60, you know, I mean, John Madden's voice would say these things. And I said, John, I mean, did you enjoy doing that? Like, what was that like? And I just want to read you a quote. Um, and I can't say the curse word because he does curse at one point. But this <laughs> is, was, was one of my favorite responses to a quote. 
He said, no, I didn't like the commentary. I didn't like doing that. I got bored, to be honest with you. The script was literally as thick as a telephone book, and you had to go through every team and every player and every down and every distance and every situation. Okay, now it's fourth and 42. Well, blank. You could put in the word shoot if you want to <laughs> say it. Well, shoot, pump the damn ball. I just got bored with it. It became drudgery. I just didn't want to do it anymore. So we got Chris Collinsworth to do it. So, <laughs> oh, uh, wow. That's one of my favorite John Madden responses. Um, again, only kind of talked to him a couple of times, you know, post his retirement from broadcasting. But just uh, just an amazing man. Again, uh, you know, the number of people who have probably gone up to him and to your point, G.A., I mean, you remember him for different things. I think there's the younger generation to this day. If you're a kid, you know, Madden, the video game. You may not even know who John Madden is, but, you know, Madden is the video game. And then there's obviously a segment of the population like you and I who grew up with him as really the voice of the NFL Sunday, uh, you know, the biggest game of the week on Sunday, whether it was Cowboys, Giants, Cowboys, 49ers, uh, well, you know, you, you name it. He was on the call. And then obviously prior to that, as a Super Bowl winning head coach, the highest still to this day, highest winning percentage of a coach who has won at least 100 games. So just a, a, a Hall of Fame career. When you, when you look back at him as either a coach, a broadcaster, or just what he meant to the game. Also, you know, the first coach, and this is kind of like commonplace now, but to really draw up plays on your screen. And so, you know, you realizing what, what, uh, what each player has to do. Certainly the offensive line. He loved the offensive line. I think prior to John Madden, I think everyone was obviously focused on the quarterback and the wide receiver in the skill position players quote unquote. I mean, John really emphasized the impact of the tackle, the guard, the center, the, you know, the line of scrimmage is where the game is won or lost. So um, just sad to see John go, but really happy that he got that moment. I, and again, according to my friends at Fox, because I, I talked to them and I said, amazing job on the, the documentary. You know, Did you guys have an inkling or whatever. And they said, no, I mean, this, you know, his passing uh, was a complete shock to them. The uh, timing just that he got to see that, they, that he got to see all those people talk to him. And, you know, and when you watch that now, Jihei, uh, and I don't know if you've gotten a chance to see the doc and if you guys haven't, Fox will continue to replay up this week on uh, Fox Sports 1 and streaming as well. Um, it's incredible because what they did was they got so many people that he has touched their lives talk straight into the camera as if they're talking to John. And the camera captures John getting emotional watching that. And again, according to Fox and, you know, no reason why they would not tell you the, the uh, truth. I mean, they had no idea that, you know. Maybe John was in poor health or something like that. Again, the, his passing comes as a complete shock. But again, this past uh, weekend on Christmas Day, that documentary dropped and they really kind of advertised it. And, and I think a lot of people were trying to figure out, you know, why the documentary on John Madden now. And, and so uh, really got really happy that he got a chance to uh, hear that, see that all the people he touched their lives uh, really telling him about that. And so, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that 
we take for granted the fact that these people are among us, like legends are among us at this current moment in time. And I'm so grateful that at least he got to see, you know, he got inducted into the hall of fame when he was actually alive. He yeah. got this, these opportunities to see the impact that he's had. Um, I kind of wish that he also saw the impact that he has on everybody, yeah. right? Not just people that are in that industry, not just players, but like people that he's probably never ever would ever meet. You know, I mean, you know, myself included in that, uh, just it's, he's just an, an incredible gift to football. Uh, and I, I feel so bad for the kids, the generation growing up that is not going to know who he is. They're only going to know him as a, as a, uh, the name of a, uh, football game. Yeah. So, um, RIP to John Madden. Exactly. Yeah. And again, they, they just such an amazing character. Like there's not going to be anyone like him again. Again, there's a lot of broadcasters out there that, that we like to watch and hear, but they did such a great job in that, that in that documentary of just showcasing why uh, he was just this amazing figure that will never be duplicated again. Uh, so again, extremely sad to hear about his passing. But again, what an amazing documentary that Fox did and that will be re replayed uh, time and time again this holiday weekend. And certainly, um, you know, as you move forward and, and you're curious about the life of uh, John Madden, to definitely watch that. Um, gee, I do want to get into this crazy story too, and we'll touch on it some more, I think, in the second segment. But the, ho the Holiday Bowl getting canceled yesterday. Here's the issue. There's going to be a lot of cancellations, postponements, but really when you talk about a bowl game, straight up cancellation um, with this variant with COVID now, I mean, this is completely widespread now. I mean, the number of uh, positive cases that there was a record number of cases yesterday. When you talk about us now being in December of 2021, we're about to be in uh, January 2022. The fact that we had a record number of cases now is incredible. But the crazy thing about the Holiday Bowl, and again, the Petco Park looks so nice. They did such an amazing job. Again, this was the first ho Holiday Bowl at Petco Park because, of course, there's no Qualcomm State Stadium. There's no, uh, you know, so while the new San Diego State um, football stadium is being constructed, the Holiday Bowl was going to be played at Petco Park, and they did such an amazing job of turning that field into a really nice football field. It was fantastic, and I was really excited for the country to be able to see a nice football game, right, being played in downtown San Diego. Um, my issue is not so much with the cancellation, because, listen, if there's positive cases, you know, these, these, these things happen – it's the fact that it was canceled about four hours before kickoff. You know, you're talking about a situation where fans were probably either at the parking lot tailgating or about to go to the parking lot. You're talking about players and coaches about to get on the team bus to go to the stadium. I mean, I get we have protocols in place right now. We have to have protocols in place where people can find out not four hours before kickoff. I mean, we are at a point now with the pandemic where, listen, if you're fully vaccinated and you're not showing symptoms, again, you can get into the conversation of whether or not they should be al allowed to play, but what kind of protocols cancel a game right before kickoff? I mean, it, at the very least, if you let people know the day before they can make travel arrangements, go back home, 
you had fans at the parking lot holding tickets, waiting to go into the game, and then it gets canceled. I mean, this is uh, again, this is a very u- unique position uh, for the bowl game to be in because not only that, Chihei, they spent yesterday again. The Holiday Bowl didn't officially cancel the bowl game until today. How about that? Yesterday, UCLA had to pull out, so they're gone. I mean, at that point, the game is essentially canceled, but the Holiday Bowl and even North Carolina State tried to find an opponent. And what the heck is that? You know, are you going to find a five and seven team? Their kids are probably on break. They've their season's done. And, and I mean, that that's not even college football. And, and I don't want to knock North Carolina State because, again, it wasn't their fault that, that the game got canceled. I don't know if you saw this picture, Jihei. This morning, the Holiday Bowl officials uh, awarded North Carolina State the the the, um, the um, Holiday Bowl trophy. What, what the heck is that? What, the uh, heck what, is a, going joke. On? what a joke! What a joke! It's what a joke! Yeah, I mean, I, I normally I I don't want to give you know UCLA any guff any crap, but th- this this is ridiculous. Like you, if you. If the fact that you canceled four hours beforehand, you knew, you knew, and like I know I'm gonna get a lot of crap from the uh, about this, but like you knew, you knew that you didn't have enough players the day before, maybe even two days before. Like you can see the trend rising, and you could have just let at least given these kids the opportunity to compete. I think this is kind of selfish. In all honesty, if we really want to be blunt about this, I think it's selfish for these kids who you know that. Uh, on the UCLA team that you know that like the cases are rising for them and then selfish for this North Carolina state team who made, who came all the way over here. Like they're not a two hour drive away, you know? Like, so I don't know. I, like there's a lot of different factors. I get the safety protocol. I get like, you want your kids to be safe, but come on guys, you could have done this a long time ago. You could have done this like days beforehand instead of the day of four hours ahead of time. There needs to be some kind of protocol that's in place. I don't know what they can do about this, but there needs to be a protocol set in place where you have to tell, um, you, you have to tell your opponent or you have to tell the committee, like, look, we can't compete, you know, and you have to tell them at a certain time. Yeah. It's just, it's just not fair. It's not fair to both sides. It's not fair to the kids that, you know, were on this team were on UCLA and finally got to a bowl game. And th- some of these guys are seniors and this is this is all she wrote after this. For some of them, they're not all not all of them are going to the NFL. So, you know, it's 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 just a shame. It's it's a shame on both ends, and it's a shame for all these fans too, right? That like, oh yeah, uh, everybody that went uh, that's from North Carolina that came to see this bowl game. Uh, it's just it's so not fair. I just feel like, yeah, and I guess life's not fair, and I get that, but you know, these people spent their hard earned money. And yeah. they're never getting it back. You're not going to get your money back on your hotel room, on all the food that you just consumed at yeah. um, in San Diego. Um, I'm sure, great, awesome, you got a vacation to San Diego, you know, whatever. But you're not. You're- <laughs> that was the only thing that I was going to say because I, I was going to say that there there could be worse cities that you quote unquote, you know. You know, I, I don't want to call it a total waste if you're in San Diego. If you're at the Sun Bowl in El Paso or if you're at, you know, no <laughs> knock on – well, actually, that, that is a major knock on El Paso. You know, if you're spending your Christmas Eve, Christmas Day in El Paso, Texas, for the sole purpose of playing in the Sun Bowl – and by the way, GA, it is now called the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. I, I, 
No, <laughs> no, no joke. It's the Tony the Tiger symbol. Um, that would suck. I am sorry. If you are in El Paso, Texas, for the sole purpose of playing in the Sun Bowl, and that game gets canceled four hours before kickoff, that's messed up. The Holiday Bowl, listen, you're in San Diego, America's quote-unquote America's finest city. It's at Petco Park, so you're basically in downtown San Diego, the gas lamp district. Uh, I mean, that, So, again, it's terrible. There are worse places to be. But, Jihei, you do – I think I, I would encourage everyone out there to look up this tweet that North Carolina State put out this morning. Pack Football is the follow on Twitter. And the quote tweets and the mentions that they are getting for this picture that they have posted of the presentation of the, ho- of the Holiday Bowl trophy. Guys, the game was canceled. You didn't win it. So they are saying not only two things. Not only do they proudly accept the Holiday Bowl trophy, but they are counting then counting this game that was not played as their 10th win of the season. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm sorry. Wow. That yeah. is yeah, that's I mean again, this is n- neither this is nobody's fault. This is nature's fault. So or I guess some people would argue it's not. But um it, you know, this is a viral fault. So it is no fault of these kids. Um, of these organizations like stuff happens but what a joke to be like <laughs> hey here's my number 10 win what a joke right. like i'm sorry pack nation uh, it's that's that's ridiculous i mean fine accept the award accept the bowl but don't sit there and be like we got our 10th win like look at like stop yeah stop with that no. yeah well, speaking of stopping, the Lakers stopped their losing streak, Jihei. Finally, they do play Memphis tonight. Uh, in Memphis, they played the Grizzlies, uh, but last night got a much-needed uh, win after the uh, struggles that they've had. I think they had lost five straight games, but, you know, and they're dealing with COVID as well. They're dealing with players being out. And we touched on it, Jihei. They are 17-18. and 18. They are now the number seven seed. Sole possession of that half game back of the number six seed and only one game back, Jihei, one game back of the number five seed. Uh, it is crazy how bad the Lakers have been this season. And the fact of the matter is, no matter how poorly they've played, they are in position, I think. I mean, if if they can, anyway, the way like LeBron is playing, I, I totally think that they can finish with the number uh, five seed, which is why I think these projections from 538 and these other sites that, that basically are giving the Lakers a less than 50% chance to make the playoffs, they're projecting them to finish below 500. Listen, I think that they may be a 500 team, and I think a 500 record would be enough to get you the number five seed. But, uh, yeah, this, this game against Memphis – could be a preview of the 4-5 matchup in the first round, which, again, on paper, you wouldn't like the Lakers in this spot. But listen, this Lakers team, for as flawed as the roster is, was built for the playoffs. These guys, with the age and everything that they have, they're they're not built for the long haul. They're built for the, a, a short, you know, a pl- playoff run. Um, but you also said this yesterday, Arash. You said... They got to make the playoffs in order no, to yeah. be that playoff team, right? So yeah. I'm I'm all for you know them being looked at as a playoff team, but honey, you got to make the playoffs first. Oh, 100 percent. And listen, I mean, this is me talking as someone who, and we've talked about it before, is glasses half uh, full a lot of times. So I keep thinking, oh well, listen, if they get Anthony Davis back, LeBron keeps playing like this. 
Russell Westbrook continues to play well. Uh, you know, you know, maybe, maybe if they get in, well, shoot, you know, I kind of like them against Memphis. But, yeah, but the fact of the matter is Memphis is a very good team. Um, and the way that they've been playing this season, they are very clearly, in my view, the number four seed. I know that there was a point in time there this season where the Lakers could have been in contention. I do think uh, the way that this will shape out is that it will be the Warriors, the Suns, the Jazz, and the Grizzlies will be the top four seeds. But that number five CGA, and we've, we've talked about it before, the number five seed in the Western Conference this year will be a 500 team. So I, I think even if the Lakers are 41 and 41, I think they have the potential to be a number five seed. You know, which which what does that do? Well, it puts you in a kind of a favorable uh, first round series. But uh, all right, Jay, let's let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we do want to get into more of the um, Holiday Bowl and the fact that the game was canceled. But according to North Carolina State, they won the bowl and they accepted the trophy today. So we'll talk about that and more when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. We will be right back with the Arash Markazi Show. And you are listening to a new generation of radio, the all-new and Mightier 1090 AM. You're listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. When we come around. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the mightier 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. As you know, I was just in Las Vegas. I was there for the Raiders uh, Broncos game at Allegiant Stadium. A lot of people out there listening to the show out there in Vegas on 98.5 The Fan. Uh, I have to say, Jihei, because you've, you've been to SoFi. You have not been to Allegiant yet, which we will change at some point. The food at Allegiant Stadium is amazing. I mean, they did such an amazing job of bringing in, uh, you know, Capriati sandwiches, um, the number of nice places to grab a bite and a drink at Allegiant. Um, and again, I know the fine folks at SoFi are tired of me talking about it, but I think the fans are tired of, of, of not having good options. Uh, Allegiant Stadium, amazing job with all your food options. Had a good time there. Guy Fifieri has a place out there. And you can say what you want about Guy, but good stadium food. Um, so had a good time at Allegiant, had a good time catching up with some people, was going to go out to the Vegas Golden Knights game while I was out there, but that game got postponed. I did go last night to the Kings-Vegas Golden Knights game, big win for the Golden Knights who uh, now lead the Pacific Division and are in first place in the Western Conference. It was the first Kings game at Crypto.com Arena, by the way, and I kind of touched on this Uh not a good start for the home teams at Crypto.com Arena. The home teams are 0-4 right now. The Lakers lost their first game at uh, the Crypt, which people are calling it the Crypt. Um, the Clippers have lost their first two games at the Crypt, and now the Kings lost their first game at the Crypt. So, uh, you know, listen, I, I think the, these uh, home teams will turn it around at some point, but right now, 
All three teams lost their first games at Crypto.com Arena. The home teams are 0-4. And, uh, you know, hopefully they'll turn it around at some point. Gee, uh, with all that being said, how can the great listeners of the show contact us and get in touch with us? So before we get into uh, telling you guys how you can get a hold of us via email, since we're old school like that, um, I wanted to shout out one of our very loyal, loyal listeners, Mr. Trevor Hudson Huston from uh, the VA. Um, he wrote in Arash, and we did not, um, sorry, Trevor, we did not shout you out. We did not, uh, you know, give you your props um, and read your email. So I'm doing it right now. Um, he says, hello, Jihei and Arash. Again, after busy months, I'm finally taking the time to send you another email, which we always, always are so grateful for. Uh, there are some things I'd like to mention. First, he really likes the fancy studio um, that we're doing the show from now. So appreciate that, Trevor, our little upgrade. Second, he really likes the new guy. I wish that um, Armani Buckets was here to uh, hear this. Hopefully he hears this later. But he says he'd really like, uh, he really likes the new guy um, he hears on the show, Armani Buckets, hoping that he spelled his name correctly. So sweet. And lastly, since the show is also aired on 98.5, the fan in Las Vegas, he's been listening to the show through that, um, he normally listens through the um, Odyssey app, and now he's able to listen um, on 98.5 The Fan, because I guess they get that in Virginia, and he gets that uh, station, and we're on there. So, Trevor, thank you so much. I hope you had a great Christmas. Um, hope all our listeners had a great Christmas. And uh, with that being said, everybody, you can email us at Show at gmail.com. Uh, that is all lowercase A-R-A-S-H. M-A-R-K-A-Z-I at gmail.com leads us to our first question comes from Taylor Davis in Huntington Beach who asks do you believe that the Lakers will continue to win and make it to the playoffs? Uh, listen, I, they're not going to go on a winning streak. I think that they're a streak that they just, so they beat Houston last night. I think that they're going to lose to the Grizzlies. Uh, it, they're, they're not going to set the world on fire. I, I, I think the point that we've made over over the last couple of days here because I was totally out on them during that five-game losing streak, but now I'm, I'm beginning to turn around and realize the Western Conference is really bad. And after the top four seeds, uh, the number five seed could be a 500 team. And do I think the Lakers can be a 500 team Yes, I do. I think the Lakers, and that's not a, a high bar, by the way, of course, but, you know, can the Lakers win 40 to 42 games? Yes. And will that be enough to, to be the five seed? I think in the Western Conference this year, it will be. And so then you go into the conversation of, well, okay, well, if they're in that four or five matchup against the Grizzlies, or even GA, if they're in that six, um, three matchup with the Jazz, I think that they have a chance in that series. You know, do I think that they can beat the Suns or the Warriors? No. But listen, I mean, as, as much as people are out on the Lakers right now, and a lot of these projections are saying that they're going to finish below 500, that they're not going to make the playoffs. You don't need to be a good team this year, amazingly, luckily for the Lakers, perhaps, to make the playoffs. Again, they can get healthy down the stretch. They can get uh, Davis back and, and LeBron if he continues to play like this. Listen, I, I, if I'm the Grizzlies and I have this had this great season and we're the number four seed, I mean, if your reward is to play a healthy Lakers team, 
that's that you know that that could be trouble for them. So listen, I don't think they're going to go on this amazing winning streak. In fact, I think they're going to lose tonight to Memphis. I do think that they can finish the season five hundred and be the number five seed in the West. I love your optimism. <laughs> I, I was so positive. Um, look, let's take this one game at a time, Taylor. <laughs> let's not go on these rants of the Lakers are back. Like everybody needs to slow down on that. I think there's actually also a lot of Laker fans that have just lost hope and are just psyched on one win. Right. Um, even though this is a win that you guys should have, I think uh, Lakers were favored at five or five and a half for against, this game against uh, Houston well, or against Memphis against Houston. Oh yeah. Yeah. Against Houston. Yeah. So um, yeah, the fact that they even covered is phenomenal. So I, I think again, <laughs> take it one, take it one game at a time. Um, I'm realistic with this team. If you guys, I, I think that you can definitely make the playoffs. I think that it's more of a play-in spot. I think you're being very optimistic when it comes to that. I think that they they can be and probably will be a below 500 team. But the West is so horrible for those bottom tier teams. Yeah, it's not going to matter. I think. I think you can make that sixth, seventh, or eighth seed and get into the playoffs and do a play-in and maybe make it to the first round. And then that's all she wrote yeah. for the season. And I'll, so, uh, real quick, because you mentioned the odds, I'll give you the odds real quick for tonight. The uh, Grizzlies are favored by six. Again, that game is at Memphis tonight. The over-under is a 226.5. Uh, just real quick on the Clippers, if you're interested in betting that game. The Boston Celtics are favored at uh, six. The over-under is 209. And a half. I, listen, I, I think this is going to be a tough spot for the Clippers, too. I mean, the number of guys that they have out right now. Uh, so someone said if, if you took the number of Clippers who are out right now and they were healthy on another team, that would be a playoff team because you're talking about Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Reggie Jackson. You go down the list, you're like, shoot, if those guys were healthy and they were like another team, that would be a, a 50 win uh, playoff team. But but, but as it is, the Clippers are in a tough spot right now just because of the, of the number of guys they have out. And by the way, a lot of that does, has nothing to do with COVID, of course. You know, Kawhi's been out this entire se- season. Paul George is out right now. These are not COVID-related. But then you combine those who are in health and safety protocols. The Clippers are in a tough spot. Uh, again, both are uh, the underdogs big tonight. Uh, the Clippers are the dogs against uh, the Boston Celtics. And then the Lakers as they go up against the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, well, Arash, you just segued us into our second question from West Epend, uh, talking about the Clippers. Wow. So uh, West Epend from Silver Lake, he asks, the opening line is favoring Boston at five points. Oh, and now we know yeah. it's at six because the line just jumped. Um, do you think the Clippers have it in in them to cover and or beat the Celtics in the Garden? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I, I, I like the fight that the Clippers that the Clippers have. I mean, at some point you, you are just missing way too many people. And that's the struggle that the Clippers have right now. Um, you know, I, I was trying to like, try to find, you know, who's been out for them, but you know, there comes a point where you can miss a player or two and you can get the guys to rally, but the number of players that they have who are out right now, who are significant to this team, way too many. Um, I'm going to go down, the list for you right now. They got Kawhi Leonard out, Paul George out, Nicholas Batum out, Reggie Jackson out, um, Hartenstein out, uh, Jason Preston out, Jay Scrub, Moses Wright. Uh, there comes a point where it's like, you know, uh, too many guys are, are out who would normally contribute to this team. So do I think that they can win? No. Do I think that they can make it 
within six. I mean, perhaps I personally wouldn't touch this game. And I probably, this is not good advice for people who do like to wager. And if you do, God bless you. We, it is so tough to wager right now. I mean, just think about the number of games who that are either postponed or canceled or a key player is ruled out literally right before the game. So the only thing that I would advise you to do, if you do have to wager, if that's your uh, thing, that's fine. Wait until right before the game. And again, now with your uh, phone, you can bet mobily. Uh, I, I would not do anything week of. Uh, and even with a game that's tonight, again, if it's a 7 p.m. tip, wait until 6.30 to place your bets. Just be, The number of guys who are going to be ruled out right before tip-off now, health and safety, COVID-related, whatever. It is just a weird, weird time. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, if you're going to do this, maybe live bet so you can see the trends yeah. that are going through. But even that's really – I mean, I think that live betting is ridiculous. Those that do that, like – Maybe you need to see your healthcare professional or something. I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, I, I wouldn't touch this game either because you just don't know where these guys where these guys are at as far as health and safety protocol, as far as injury is concerned. Um, just games in general. It's just it's going to be an up uphill battle, I think. But, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just I don't think I, I don't think I would. And do you know about the um, the Celtics, like how their their team is doing as far as like safety and protocol and as far as injuries? I mean, like, that's something. Yeah, I, I mean, it's probably not as bad, you know, but I, I don't have their um, injury report yet in front of me. But listen, I mean, here, here's the thing. The Clippers are basically putting out a. Agua Caliente Clippers G League team right, right now. It's just, it is what it is. You know, when you have the number of players that they have out right now, it's, it's, it's uh, and that's what's going to happen in sports right now. You're going to have basically the equivalent of taxi squads, G League teams, and because the leagues need to play out this season. I'm sorry. They, they are not going to cancel the season. We've talked about it before. I think you're right, G. If you were to say which one is most likely, and I don't think it will happen. I don't think it is likely. Perhaps hockey, because they're, they're, they're the only league that has put a pause on the season. Again, their pause lasted for a, a week where they, there was no games. Um, those games will be made up. I think when you talk about tickets and TV contracts and things like that, they need to play out this season. They need to have these games. And so whether they just turn a blind eye to science and say, hey, listen, if you test a positive, you, you can be back within five days or even less. I mean, I go back to when LeBron tested positive and then maybe because he's LeBron, he tested negative. He, he got to come back. So I, I just think they are going to find a way to play out this season. But in doing so, you're going to have a lot of games like this where basically one team's got 10 guys who are not able to play, but they're bringing up G League guys. They're signing guys to 10-day contracts. It's The number of players who have been in the league who I didn't even know were still in shape to play basketball is incredible. Oh, my gosh. Oh, have you also seen the um – the amount of guys like J.R. Smith like yeah. coming out on Twitter and the wood uh, out of the woodwork saying like, "Wait, you're bringing back players? Like <laughs> yeah. I'm still here, you know?" Exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's I guess it's fortunate and unfortunate at the same time, right? We're bringing no. up guys from the G League, which that's what the G League's for, right? Yeah. It's kind of like your minor leagues where you bring up these guys, 
but some of them just aren't ready. No. So you're just like, you're bringing them up just to bring them up because you need to fill a roster spot, which that's not going to be helpful to either, to either person, right. To, no. to the team and to this player. Uh, so it's kind of unfair to, and, and to the fan, you know, you're bringing a diluted well, product. Well, that's, you- that's the other thing, right? Gee, I mean, if you got a ticket, let's just say, for example, uh, the Christmas day game, the Lakers and the Nets, which was the most expensive ticket this season, you know, for a variety of reasons, though, no KD, no Kyrie, no Anthony Davis. I mean, you go down the list of, you know, 10 players in health and safety, and it's like, it's a diluted product that you just totally hit the nail on the head. This is not the Nets. This is not the Lakers. This is, you know, guys wearing the Lakers and Nets jerseys, but like they're on 10 day contracts. They were on with the G League last week. They're going to be with the G League next week, but. To, to, to try to fill out a roster and play this game, this is the product that you get. Yeah, it's it's just, it's an unfortunate thing. And and I get it, it's going to happen because of where we're at right now. But it's just, it's just an unfortunate thing. Um, well, thank you, Taylor. And thank you, West, for your questions. We're going to move forward to Austin Roan from Riverside, who asks, with the cancellation of the Holiday Bowl, do you think that there's any chance of the Rose Bowl getting canceled as well? You know, that's a great question because a lot of the media availability during Rose Bowl week has gone virtual. A lot of the in-person activities have been canceled. One of my favorite Rose Bowl and just bowl week activities, the Lowry's Beef Bowl. So every year for the Rose Bowl, the two participating teams on separate nights go to Lowry's Great prime rib. Um, That got canceled. Again, Like these teams don't want to do anything outside of prepare for the game and put themselves in a position to take that field on New Year's Day. Um, I don't think it gets canceled, Jihei. I mean, the amount of money that that game brings in, uh, they they will do everything in their power to stage that game. And I think that's why you're seeing a lot of media availability, a lot of activities that these guys normally do during Rose Bowl week have been canceled. Their focus now, practice, come back to the hotel, prepare, go to sleep. Again, like, like they are kind of... Not in a bubble, of course, but, uh, you know, again, one of the joys of going to the Rose Bowl is going to the Beef Bowl, going to Disneyland, going to all these activities that surround the game. I think a a lot of those events are no longer in place just because of what we're going through right now. You know, one of the things that they've been talking about is the Rose Parade. Again, you know, the amount of people who gather on the streets for the parade, I've been told that that's still going to happen like as of now, but shoot, I mean, things are changing by the minute. I do think that the game happens. Um, A lot of these decisions are really dictated by finances and, you know, the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all in terms of how much money that brings in. um, My guess is that no matter what, they're going to figure out a way to play that game. Um, But yeah, it is crazy. Again, you know, the holiday, what happened with the Holiday Bowl was so unique in terms of the timing of that. Um, I, I, I really hope that that's a wake up call in terms of figuring out the p- protocol so that doesn't happen again. Again, if, 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 if a game has to get canceled, got to do it the day before. I'm sorry. And I, I know we're not in a perfect world right now, but you cannot have a situation. I promise you, four hours before kickoff, let me just say, for example, at the Rose Bowl, 
that parking lot's going to be packed. It's going to be people tailgating, partying, whatever. And it's like, if you were to cancel the game like that, that, that is a big, like, uh, you know, screw you to a lot of people out there who've come out for the game. It's like, listen, it would not be ideal if I found out the day before, but at least I can make appropriate plans. I can cancel my hotel, make plans to go back home. I mean, if I'm all the way, I, I like totally plan my day, like, around the game and I'm at the parking lot and I'm getting ready for the game. I'm getting ready to walk into the stadium and the game gets canceled. Come on. But long winded way of saying no, GA, I do not believe that the Rose bowl game will get canceled. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's just too much money on the table for, for the Rose bowl to get canceled. Uh, football will always, <laughs> that's the one thing I'm going to love about football and they get a lot of flack for this. They, um, and the fact that UCLA canceled is phenomenal to me because I'm like, it's football. It's the one sport that it does not matter. Like they will, they will continue to play. Right. Yeah. So, um, this is too big of a game. There's too much money. Um, there's too much money lost. I already have friends actually that have already come in from Utah to watch this game. So they're already on quote unquote vacation right yeah. now. So they're not, they're not going anywhere. Rose Bowl's not going anywhere guys. Um, Enjoy the game. Uh, have a beer at at um, at the Rose Bowl. Enjoy the game. It's it's not going anywhere for sure. Definitely. Thank you so much to um, everybody who emails us. Uh, continue to email us at Arashmarkazi Show at gmail Arash, we haven't done this in a very long time. We only have like a minute left to do this, but it is Wednesday. It is Hump Day, and I just want to know. I gotta know. What are you looking forward to in this drab world right now that we live in where COVID's killing us, um, literally and, and figuratively, um, in order to get over the hump of this week? Well, listen, you, you just touched on it. The Rose Bowl game. Again, it's Utah. It is uh, Ohio State. The Rose Bowl game is my favorite New Year's Day activity. I really hope that that game happens. Again, I will I will be there. That That is my current plan. And uh, the Rose Bowl game. There is nothing like it, G.A., the granddaddy of them all. Real quick, what are you looking forward to? Duke, Notre Dame. Ah. Can't wait. Can't wait. So excited for college basketball. Well, let's hope that game happens. So that, that game will happen, right? <laughs> we'll yeah, see. it better. Exactly. They've, already can't, they've already postponed a bunch of them, so it better. Awesome. All right, Jay. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. The Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. So many hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to home. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.